Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Kane Radio this morning here. Big Monday, uh, September the 26th for Bayou Sports. Uh, quickly, uh, Saints go down yesterday over in the Carolinas, 22-14. LSU comes up with a big win. There were Cajuns' journey to Monroe, and uh, not a good showing up there as the Warhawks take them down. Elsewhere, uh, high school football in the area, we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, uh, at 7.30 the, uh, this morning, we'll have on uh, head football coach Ryan Antoine, his team with a big win. Uh, also in Louisiana high school sports, uh, the all-time rushing record has been broken this past weekend. And uh, also 699 and 700 go over the wall uh, Friday night. And uh, Jeff, uh, we'll start it off with the Saints yesterday. And uh, the Carolina breaks a nine-game losing streak. And the Saints go down 22-14. to 14. Uh, uh, <laughs> looks like the fourth quarter <laughs> they try to score points as they score 14 yesterday, uh, but go down by uh, eight to uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers and uh, can't turn over the ball the way they are. No, absolutely not. And I mean, Winston even dropped a snap. And uh, the Saints, uh, of course, it, I don't know if it's me or just uh, it seems like Winston sure holds the ball a long time before he can spot an open receiver. And I, I, he was sacked three times yesterday, and he alluded he a few others to uh, Saints. You know, they basically, uh, and amazing, they just they, they turned the ball over three times yesterday, and uh, the Saints uh, – uh, Some of the stupid penalties, too. Oh, man. yeah. Oh, just a, a calamity of errors. And I was thinking maybe, you know, Dennis Allen, you know, coached at Oakland. Or I think, yeah, it was – or was it was it first year or two? No, it was in Oakland. And uh, he didn't fare well as a head coach back then. And um, but right now it certainly looked like that. And uh, Winston uh, – um, I guess uh, – I really thought maybe they'd give uh, Andy uh, – and Andy, a, a shot, uh, 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 but didn't come to fruition, and uh, the Saints go down, even though they made a comeback. And and Jameis Winston threw for almost 350 yards yesterday. Uh, uh, amazing, though, that uh, – Turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. Turnovers and bad penalties. I mean, uh, we heard a clip from LN News at the top. Um, again, you, you just cannot expect to win games when you turn the ball over in key situations. And, you know, the Saints didn't even give up 300 yards in total offense. Uh, and at one time, Mayfield looked like he looked he didn't look too good either at times during the game. But uh, Yeah, I was standing next to somebody, and he was complaining about Jameis Winston. And pretty much the only thing he didn't say is, I don't like the black quarterback. Yeah, I hear you. And I said, there are five or six teams that have lousy quarterbacks. Uh, it's not like they grow on trees. Uh Special quarterbacks do not grow on trees. Uh, there are five, six, at least seven teams probably who would like a better quarterback. Yeah, that – and I come back to the uh, theory that, you know, we were basically small for the past 16 years with yeah. Drew Brees at quarterback, one of the all-time great quarterbacks in the NFL. And, uh, you know, you just come to realize that 
Breeze always made plays, and that's not necessarily the case with Winston yet. And uh, even though he still has a ton of experience, he played for Tampa Bay for a few years and uh, did and did well at times, but uh, at times he hadn't done well. And The defense is still playing well. You can't criticize them. They've come up with big plays. Yeah, occasionally they, uh, they get a long play, like what happened yesterday with that kid breaking, uh, I think, for what, a 67-yard touchdown catch and run. But things like that are going to happen in breakdowns. It does. And uh, overall, uh, the Saints uh, just they need to just get their offensive act together. Same people, Carmichael's calling the plays. It's called him last year and I think the year before uh, Peyton uh, uh, even uh, left. So um, a lot of work to do. And this Sunday, the Saints head to uh, Mario, England to play the Vikings in London. I think that game's at. Uh, 8.30. Yeah, Sunday morning. So, uh, and only, I think it's only on the NFL Network. Correct. So, if you don't have the NFL Network, you cannot watch the game. Or if you, uh, uh, I don't think you can stream it in any course uh, uh, unless your provider, whether it be Cox, Dish, uh, AT&T, or whoever has the uh, DirecTV, uh, that's probably the only way you can watch it. So, uh, Anyway, uh, and, and by the way, Quarter Tavern, of course, will have the game and a special breakfast uh, to benefit St. Jude. That's correct. So uh, donations accepted uh, this Sunday morning at 830. Anyway, with that uh, elsewhere around the NFL uh, yesterday, um, had a few surprises in that regard. Uh, so uh, uh, Tennessee finally wins their first game, I do believe. Uh, Indianapolis beats Kansas City. And Matty Ryan doesn't have a great game, but he has a pretty good game. They win. That's what it all about. Who would have thought Miami would beat Buffalo in Miami? And they did. And uh, Buffalo had a couple chances late. but uh, And Buffalo had the ball for 42 minutes of that game, if you could imagine that. They had 497 yards. They only gave up 212. They threw for 382, ran for 115. Uh, the Dolphins had 41, yard, 41 yards rushing, 171 passing. Uh, first downs, 31 to uh, uh, 15. Buffalo, 11 to 18 on third downs, 3 to 8. But they lost a fumble. And uh, they just uh, – Miami did the things they had to do to win the game. And, uh, again, uh, I, I would have never thought that Buffalo would go down the way they did. They get beat by two. And they, uh, and they got a safety at the end of the game. I thought maybe – you know, a field goal could win the game now, but uh, they didn't have any timeouts left and uh, didn't have enough time to negotiate it down the field. And throwing down the middle of the field, too, on that last drive as time's running out. Anyway. Uh, no, another Microsoft tablet busted in that game. Uh, the Bills' offensive coordinator, I don't know his name, but he apparently ruined uh, a tablet and also a pair of headsets. Yeah. So. He was he was upset. <laughs> Elsewhere, the Vikings score 14 in the fourth quarter and take down the Lions, who had a 24 to 14 lead heading into the final quarter. Uh, they go down uh, 28 to 24. The uh, Lions do to the Vikings. Elsewhere, uh, the Cincinnati finally wins their first game. They beat the Jets 27-12. In New York, too. Yeah, that, that's correct. And uh, Joe Burrow has a pretty good game. He's 23 out of 36, 275 yards and three scores. Joe Flacco, 28 out of 52, 285. Uh, uh, so uh, Cincinnati gets their first win of the year. They're now 1-3 on the year. Elsewhere, the Rams uh, take down the Cardinals 20-12. to 12. As Matthew Stafford doesn't throw for a whole lot of yards, 249 uh, to Colin Murray's. But he put, Colin Murray put it up 58 times for 314 yards 
and uh, Arizona scores a late uh, field goal, and they go down uh, 20 to 12. Elsewhere in the NFL, the Vaunted Falcons, they got a win yesterday up in Seattle, 27-23. And, of course, uh, the game uh, late last night uh, as the uh, Green Bay uh, beats Tampa Bay. And I heard somewhere, maybe it was this morning or late last night, uh, that I don't, I don't know if the Bucks have scored an offensive touchdown. Uh, they, they scored one again. They had an interception return to get the Saints. I'm trying to think how they scored their other uh, touchdown. Uh, in that regard, but I can't, uh, I can't, can't see that. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, they beat the Saints. Uh, yeah, uh, Brady threw a touchdown pass in that game, I do believe. Yeah, but uh, they haven't. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, just they're, they're not scoring. Nineteen against uh, Dallas, twenty against the Saints, and yesterday twelve. You know, for a prolific quarterback is Tom Brady. So uh, you not, not getting a lot of help by here. True, and uh, of course he was missing Evans, his wide receiver, yesterday. And speaking of wide receivers, uh, boy, I wonder if the Saints will have any available uh, uh, in London this weekend as uh, both Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas went down with injuries. Don't know how serious they are. Haven't seen anything come over. I don't know if you've seen anything in that regard with uh, injuries to the two Saints wide receivers. Um, Yesterday... uh, uh, Chris Olave came alive. He had nine receptions for 147 yards. It looked like the first-round draft choice we took. But Thomas went down with an injury along with uh, Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis Landry in the third quarter. I'm not sure when Thomas – and I heard with Thomas it was an ankle injury. So hopefully it's not the same ankle that he uh, tore up uh, the last year and a half. So uh, that's basically what I know right there, Jeff. I don't know if you see anything else in that uh, regard. The only story I saw was – really talking about the quarterback situation and Dennis Allen said the team is not considering a quarterback change despite uh, struggles early on Winston dealing with those back injuries that he described as a transverse fracture Winston said he was in pain and wearing four layers of protection and custom back plate against the Panthers he also said uh, every time uh, it presses down on his uh, soatic muscle, it makes it really hard when he applies weight on his back foot. Trying to see if 38 of their fancy blah, blah, blah. Saints said didn't score, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to see if there is anything on the other injuries, and I don't see it. So, no. Okay. I, I don't have an update. Anyway, so both of those receivers uh, right now uh, hopefully will – Find out something uh, during the course of the week. Not sure when the Saints are going to lead to he- head over to Mario, England. Uh, usually by Wednesday. Okay, and usually that's when the injury reports come out, too. Yeah. So uh, we'll get a handle on that. And it'd be, it'd be interesting to see who gets on the plane, too, uh, in that regard. Will Thomas and uh, Landry get on the plane as it heads over to uh, England uh, for this game this, this coming Sunday at uh, 830 on the NFL Network. Um, elsewhere, of course, we'll have Coach uh, Ryan Antoine on in a short while uh, here on Kane Radio. Jeff, uh, the, um, uh, in other college, uh, I should say, uh, professional news uh, in the NFL, uh, just going over, as I mentioned, some of the scores. But uh, um, the game tonight, uh, I'm just trying to pull that up. The game tonight. Dallas, New yeah, York, Giants. Yeah, yeah, in uh, – New in York. New Jersey, yeah. <laughs> in New Jersey, uh, the Cowboys come in one and one. The Giants two and zero, oh, folks, uh, and they're a one point pick in this game. Uh, should be interesting. You know, Dallas. 
is averaging 11.5 points a game. And they're 32nd in the league. So that tells me they're last. Giants averaging about 20 a game, both of these teams. Uh, Dallas has a, um, the 28th in total offense, uh, the, the Giants 22nd. Uh, defensively, uh, the Cowboys are giving up 18 points a game, which is eighth in the league, uh, along with uh, the Giants giving up 18 points in the game. Uh, uh, Dallas doing a little better, giving up yardage. Uh, they're sixth in the league at 300 yards per game. Da- uh, New York is 317, and Dallas uh, defensively gives up 180, while the Giants give up uh, 197 uh, rushing yards. Dallas gives up 120. Well, the Giants give up 100, almost 120 also. They're pretty even neck and neck there. So, uh, uh, anyway, that'll be on ESPN and ABC tonight. And uh, I forgot to even look, Jeff. Do, do the Mannings still do a, a broadcast with uh, ESPN, too? They, they don't do them every game, but I'm guessing they are tonight because they're showing that the game is on, as you mentioned, ESPN, ABC, and ESPN, two, also in Spanish. Deportes. Yes. Yes, uh, I, I see where uh, Major League Baseball is starting to do that, too, with regards to some of their games. I'll have some guests in the studio on the uh, uh, Major League Baseball Network, and they'll have uh, their commentary about uh, games throughout the course of the, I guess, the remainder of the year and probably the playoffs in that regard. So, uh, anyway, um, Saints uh, got some work to do as they head to uh, Mario, England, and uh, don't know if they have even have a, a – Let's see if they have out the Vikings are two and one. The Saints are one and two. Uh, the Minnesota's a three-point pick. Uh, over and under is 44 for the game. Uh, you know, the Saints are averaging 17 points a game. Minnesota 19. Uh, Saints are total offense at fourth in the league at almost 400 yards. Vikings come in 21st at 356. That's the Saints' defense right now. Points allowed. They're 19th, giving up 22.7. Uh, Minnesota at 18-3. The Saints are 14th in total yards uh, defensively, 323, while the Vikings give up 413. Uh, Saints passing yardage, they're fifth in the league. They're a little surprising uh, giving up uh, the rush. The Saints are 26. They're giving up about 140 yards a game on the ground. So uh, kind of surprising. Saints defense against the run over the past few years has been pretty good, Jeff. So uh, we'll see how that that all is in uh, time being. Uh, don't know if you have anything else maybe before we uh, take a break in the next minute or two. Uh, one reminder, we probably can wait a few minutes uh, yes. because of those announcements at Westgate. So uh, maybe uh, give the coach another five minutes or so there. Uh, I, I noticed you skipped by uh, talking about the Bear victory. Uh, oh, I that mentioned about that. I, I, uh, that just, uh, I didn't say that, uh, that uh, I did it on purpose. I just forgot. But they did win. You're right about that. They did uh, yeah, win. Jump to it. 10 to nothing lead. Earl, I didn't get to watch the game, uh, but jumped to a 10 to nothing lead. And then Houston came back, scored two unanswered touchdowns. Uh, the Bears added a field goal, took a, uh, were down 14 to three, then scored a touchdown. And um, Houston ended up tying it. And then uh, the Bears, a uh, late field goal for the win. Uh, I know, all I really know is Justin Fields did not feel good about his performance, but they found a way to a victory nonetheless. Well, when you got a running back by the name of Herbert that runs for about 150 yards yeah. on, what, about 20 carries, uh, scores both their touchdowns. Had a 52-yard run, too. Don't know if it was for a touchdown or not, but uh, they also had a couple long runs from uh, St. Brown, and uh, Fields had a 29-yard run. 
run in the Bears. So when you look at it, uh, Jeff, the Bears had uh, uh, 363 yards uh, uh, total offense, but they had 281 on the ground. And when you run for over 200 yards in the NFL, you're going to beat most teams too. Yeah, and you're controlling the clock probably as well as uh, putting up some points. So uh, they did lose, well, he's probably game-time decision, uh, but David Montgomery, their lead running back, uh, he got hurt, exited the game, and that's when Herbert started to uh, pile on his yards. Yeah, and uh, Fields threw two interceptions, of course. Also, uh, the quarterback over in uh, Texas also threw a couple uh, uh, interceptions there. So uh, the young man by the name of Mills, who they stuck with, they had a chance to draft a, a quarterback in the first round and passed on it and uh, was going to go stick with Mills, their quarterback. Uh, of course, he uh, was 20 out of 32, 245 in yards, a touchdown and two picks for a 70 rating. Meanwhile, Fields was 8 out of 17 for 106 yards, two interceptions for his quarterback rating, kind of low, but it doesn't matter as long as you win. The W in that case uh, goes a long way, too. Uh, uh, My boy Mooney, two catches, 23 yards. He was targeted six times. Um, Elsewhere, the leading receiver for the Bears was, is it Kmet? Kmet. Kmet at 20 catches for 40 yards. Radio station call letters, (laughs) K-M-E-T. That's right. That's right. Uh, Even the running back, uh, Herbert, had a couple catches for 12 yards. Uh, He was targeted twice, made good on both. uh, Santos was three out of three in extra points. Or I should say field goals and two out of two for extra points. And Gill, their punter, averaged 45 and a half yards a punt. So uh, uh, all good stats there in that regard with special teams. So uh, the Bears uh, win and uh, their record goes to Jeff. I'm sure it's two and one, isn't it? Yeah, two and one. They lost to the Packers uh, embarrassingly last week. Uh, but the Packers um, continue to do what they do. And uh, the Bears uh, head to New York uh, next Sunday to take on the Giants, uh, who right now are 2-0. Of course, they have their game tonight against the Cowboys. Uh, we'll see if they uh, go to 3-0 and or 2-1. Or um, like I said elsewhere, the Monday night game uh, next week is the Rams in San Francisco. Uh, and the Sunday night game is Kansas City at Tampa Bay. That ought to be an interesting game, too, in that regard. Uh, both the teams are 2-1. And, one. and uh, the Chiefs... Uh, they had a rough time yesterday, if my memory serves me right, too, Jeff. Uh, the Chiefs uh, against Indianapolis, you know, uh, Matty Ice uh, doesn't have a great day throwing the football. Mahomes uh, and the uh, the Chiefs go down yesterday. Uh, Colts jumped to an early lead in that game. Uh, then it, it was pretty stagnant. Chiefs eventually took what I think was a 17-13 to lead before the Colts uh, put it away there later. But I... I as you say, uh, Matty Ice did not have a great game, but they found a way to win. Uh, the surprising thing is holding Mahomes back the way they did. Yeah, Mahomes uh, was 20 out of 35 for 262 with one touchdown and one intercept. And uh, Townsend, I guess that might have been a halfback pass, a little trick play there. Townsend uh, trying to see uh, uh, he doesn't have any other stat. The punter, oh, they, they faked a punt on, uh, I guess, on fourth down. It was incomplete. Uh, but uh, Matty Ice, 27 out of 37, uh, percentage-wise pretty good, but only 222 yards, so a completion less than, less than about uh, eight yards a throw. Uh, two touchdowns, no picks. Taylor runs for 71 yards on 21 carries. He hadn't really had a breakout game yet either. Uh, uh, the running back for the Colts, uh, 
in that regard. So, uh, but Indianapolis comes up with the big win. So, anyway, maybe we uh, go ahead, maybe take our little break now, and we we'll see if we can't get Coach Antoine on the phone. Of course, he had a big win over the weekend as Westgate wins big. Maybe he'll tell us a little bit about that and who his future opponent is. So you listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio here on a big Monday morning at FM 107 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to Find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday night for Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar has more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2 and $3 imports all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, uh, September 26th. And on the line with us is head football coach uh, Ryan Antoine. And uh, Coach Tony Landry and Jeff Boggs here. A uh, big win for you uh, Friday night as you take down St. Martinville. 55 to 20. Uh, can you uh, kind of rehash the game with us uh, here on a big Monday morning? Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, it was a you know, good game for our guys. Uh, they had a strong St. Martinville team. Uh, they, they actually jumped out on us uh, pretty early, 6 nothing. Uh, they had missed the extra point, uh, did some things against us that uh, we weren't kind of ready for. Uh, they had to make some adjustments, really make adjustments to halftime, but uh, they got, got up 6 nothing. We were able to tie the game up. After the second drive, six six, uh, and then kind of went back and forth for a little while. Uh, we scored again uh, with our first touchdown with us, I think, with uh, Dedrick Matulas. 
Um, and then after that, uh, we scored again with uh, Maj Eugene, putting back quarterback Friday night. Uh, he did real well for us at 180 yards for us uh, rushing with two touchdowns. <clears throat> um, and then, like I said, we uh, uh, Blanco, their running back, uh, broke a touchdown and made it 12-12. And then we was able to score again uh, after a big kickoff return by Davian Jackson. And um, got it, you know, just kind of got it to where it was 20 to 27 at half. And I mean, we was kind of reeling and trying to figure some things out. But that's uh, off to the coaching staff for going out there and making some big adjustments for us. Uh, and we were able to kind of take you know, and pull out in that second half. And Amaj um, Eugene kind of found some, you know, some holes to make some plays. And a couple of guys stepped up, you know, directly uh, scoring the offense of the game. Edgel Latula took a punt back right before half uh, to kind of, you know, blow it open for us. And uh, we had scored on the interception for a touchdown with Brian Leon. <laughs> and like I said, Amaj uh, Eugene threw a touchdown pass and he ran for two. And also Tobias Garden ran for two. So, it was a good game for us. You know, we, we, we did good in the second half. And we was able to pull our wheel against a good San Juanville program. Tell us about um, the injury to Jabori Antoine and uh, how Eugene then stepped in at quarterback. Yeah, he, Jabari hurt his ankle a little bit um, against against Evangel. Uh, we just kind of really didn't want to, you know, test it that much and kind of didn't let him kind of, you know, do some things in the secondary for us. He's a real good defensive back. So we started him there for us. He had a real good game for us in the secondary. Uh, he still played a little quarterback again on Friday night. So it's just kind of, you know, that same method that we kind of used last year with Jordan Doucette and Brendan Landry. We're going to kind of try to do some of the same things with Jabari and Amaz. And, you know, that they, they're both doing well at it. They both understand their roles. They both bring a different skill set, you know, to the quarterback position and to our offense. So we're going to try to use it as much as we can in the future. Very good. 4-0 uh, to start the season. Where would you grade yourself uh, at this point? Uh, about a about a B minus. Uh, you know, I mean, we're still, like I said, you know, fairly young as a program. But every play, you're seeing guys get better, and you're seeing these young kids get reps. The good thing about last year was, you know, playing, you know, uh, in the state championship game, we actually got a five extra, you know, weeks of practice for those younger guys. So you know, we are uh, we're gaining that experience. We're gaining that, you know playing time every single time we're playing and we're still having to play with some freshmen those are special teams that we have to correct in certain situations but you know I'll give us about a B minus right now we still got to you know take care of some things here and there like against Evangel we were struggling with you know our center snaps well we never had snap all night but uh, like I said we, we kind of got to get better on that kickoff uh, coverage you know putting some newer guys out there you know trying to get guys a break you know we got to do some things better in that aspect but you know I give our guys a few months. You guys have certainly finished strong in your games, but kind of struggled early on. Is that something you would like to see reversed, obviously? Yes, definitely. I'll say that again, uh, Jeff, you kind of broke up a little bit. No, I was talking about, uh, apart from the Nish game, kind of slow starts in the last three, but strong finishes, and I'm sure you're pleased with the strong finish, but it would be nice if you could uh, play a little bit better early on, I'm sure, uh, your thought. Yeah, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I mean, our, our games will, will continue to get harder. I mean, as, as we go into district in the next, you know, next month or so, uh, we definitely can't wait, you know, to start off slow and you know, get people opportunities to, you know, jump out on us. So uh, I definitely love the way that we play. We play very hard. And our guys, like I said, they do know how to, you know, win games. It's just we got to just try to put the best game together. But I definitely don't want to peak right now either. There you go. 
Got Magnolia School uh, for homecoming this week uh, from one distraction week to another. Apparently you handled uh, last week's distraction with Sugarcane Fest okay. Uh, what about homecoming? Uh, what are some of the obstacles there? Uh, I mean, you talk to most football coaches, they really don't like homecoming because, like I said, just, it kind of gets you off a routine. Uh, so we're going to try to do our best to try to keep our kids on that routine and let them know, you know, Magnolia is not the, you know, not not the strongest team that that we're going to play all year, but it's a game and it's an opportunity to be able to play a football game. Not everybody has those opportunities, so we're going to treat it like you know the best game of the season or you know the most important game of the season because it's, our, it's another opportunity to try to get it done. So we're going to just try to focus on what we need to focus on and get ourselves better, and just try to consider get get some guys healthy and get ready for you know for this long haul. I know you're not on the homecoming committee, but uh, do you know uh, any events that uh, the public is invited to, including the parade? Yeah, definitely not on the homecoming committee. Uh, Monday, uh, I think today we have we have, we have a JV game. We're going to play at LCA against LCA and Beauchene. Tomorrow we have the Powder Puff game. On Wednesday we have the parade at 6 o'clock. Uh, and then Thursday I think we really don't have too much. We have the family fun night Thursday. And then Friday is the football game. So we're going to just, you know, try to, you know, deal with everything that goes on with that, you know, that stress and pace for the school. And it's good for the kids, you know, to have some fun and, you know, enjoy their high school experience. Us as coaches, we don't really like it that much because it gets off a routine. But at the end of the day, you know, we got, we got to understand what's going on. Coach, uh, could you tell us a little bit about Magnolia? Uh, I'm not familiar with them at all, and uh, you know that they're new to on your schedule and all. Could you? Uh, where are they from? And uh, uh, are they a 5A school also or a 4A school? Uh, could you give us a little information about them and uh, what can fans uh, expect to see from them uh, Friday night? Yes, um, they're from Shreveport. Uh, I couldn't, you know. Being the type of team that, you know, we, we've we grown accustomed to, it's kind of hard to find games. Uh, so, you know, we're actually going to have the Week 5 game open. And the coach from Magnolia School of uh, Excellence, they're actually a little 1A school. Um, and they called and like, Coach, man, we, we want to see how to, you know, get our guys accustomed to playing, you know, this style of football. And I, I was very reluctant and, uh, and I didn't want to play those guys. But, you know, the coach like, Coach, just give, me, give our guys a chance. We want to just come out and get the experience. And uh, being a being a being a coach when I was at West St. Mary, a small two A school at one point in time, I understood where he was coming from. And uh, like I said, that that you know they're they're a small school uh, that wants to come out there and, and play you know play a football game. And you know when we were struggling trying to find a game uh, instead of having an open week, you know we kind of talked to some of the kids on leadership council like coach man, you know we don't want to have a week off. You know, find us a game and we'll take it. So that's kind of how we got hooked up with this situation. It isn't the most you know, it's the best situation for them. I'll be honest with you. Uh, they don't have that many kids. Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, it's, unfortunately, it's, a, it's an opportunity for our kids to play a football game, and we're going to try to do our best to, you know, put on a good show. Will you make that trip up there next year? Uh, but that's something the coach and I have to talk about. I mean, you know, I kind of like taking that three-point trip just to, you know, for playoff purposes. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that part out, you know, I guess, you know, at the end of the season this year and figure out, you know, do we need to even – with those guys again or whatever, you know, because especially with this stuff going in this new divisions and, uh, you know, stuff where, you know, with PowerPoints, where it might not be seasonal, it might not work out for us, but we'll, we'll have to cross that bridge a little bit later. But as of right now, we're going to play on, you know, Friday. All right. 
Well, Coach, uh, always a pleasure uh, on these Mondays. We'll be back at it Saturday morning after uh, this past Saturday we took off, but we'll look forward to recapping your game Saturday morning. Yes, appreciate it. And again on Monday, of course. But, uh, Coach, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Coach Ryan Antoine over at Westgate High. Uh, Again, big one. Yeah, I I knew Magnolia was a Class A school, and uh, I just, you know, last couple of years uh, reading the statewide scores Saturday morning and seeing Magnolia School of Excellence always getting hammered. I thought, you know, Magnolia School of Lack of Excellence is what they really seem to be, and it's unfortunate. Uh, but, But kudos for them wanting to step up and play a defending state champ, travel four hours to do it during homecoming. Uh, so good for them wanting to step up like that. Uh, I, I respect that. I have a feeling it's going to be brutal. But, uh, I, and, you know, certainly the coach has an opportunity to get some younger players in then too. That's my thought process. And it's getting his freshman and JV teams a lot of work against uh, someone. And, uh, and giving some of his older players a night off before they head into the meat of their schedule as uh, next week uh, – the uh, Father Terlings comes to uh, New Iberia to take on the Tigers of Westgate, and uh, and he gets uh, then North Vermillion along with Lafayette Christian, who moved up uh, this year to uh, 4A from 2A, and St. Thomas Moore, and then Northside. Uh, and they've got a journey both to North Vermillion, Lafayette Christian, and St. Thomas Moore. So uh, uh, got a lot of work cut out for them to- towards the tail end of their schedule in their last uh, three or four games. So uh Coach Antoine, of course, the defending state champ in 4A. Um, got a lot of work ahead of him. Uh, might, be a, might be a spot for uh, a, a, an easier game. Of course, you, you know, technically, though, uh, wise uh, was that you schedule somebody pretty weak for homecoming so you could keep the alumni happy during that week uh, for homecoming in the, after the game. So, uh, anyway, good luck and, to the Tigers. one of five homecomings in Iberia That's right. this week. That's correct. Um, Lafayette, I'm not Lafayette, uh, K-Dana Christian School. They're going to play Friday night at Nish uh, for their homecoming, Catholic High. Do you know anything about Catholic High? And I know you and Coach Watney, I'm sure, will talk yeah, about, about it that tonight. tonight on the CHS Coaches Show. Yeah, uh, basically, they're going to play Eunice, the Bobcats, uh, uh, this coming uh, Friday night. Uh, I'm sure uh, it's the 50th anniversary for the class of uh, 72, which they'll have a designated to walk last year's homecoming uh, queen uh, down the uh, across the field, so uh, uh, I'm sure they'll have a parade. Uh, the last few years they've had bonfires too, which was highly unusual for many years. Uh, uh, going back to it'll the be, uh, it'll be about two weeks without rain. Yeah, that's Friday right. Night. So <laughs> that's unbelievable too. So we'll have a lot more tonight on the CHS Coaches Show. But uh, in the time being, I'm, I'm sure the court's been selected. No, I'm not sure who the queen may be. They usually announce that that night. So uh, we'll broadcast that game, too, here on Kane Radio uh, Friday night at uh, 6.30 uh, airtime around a 7 o'clock kickoff as the Panthers host the Bobcats of Eunice. There you go. And uh, two other, Dulcom, I believe, Lorville, and uh, let's see, would that be all of them? Yeah, that would be yeah, all Yeah, that's of them. it, yeah. So, again, uh, homecoming activities throughout. Uh, and tomorrow we'll talk to Coach Terry Martin about uh, his homecoming and uh, Artie Delcom on Wednesday. Uh, Coach Delcom, or Artie Liuza at Delcom High. Uh, they had a big win against Lake Arthur, 42-12. to Tough night for Hanson. That was Thursday night. Uh, we talked a little bit about the game Friday, but I was not aware on Friday 
that Parker Perry um, may have uh, had a season-ending injury. Really? So, oh, uh, not good to hear for yeah. uh, them. Picked that up over the weekend. Uh, again, uh, other games, Generette picked up a victory Thursday night as well, and we had a chance to talk a little bit about it. Friday, 8 to nothing. Uh, Lorville, 35 to 21 loss uh, Thursday night. And 37-7, Nish uh, lost a uh, game we had for you here on Kane. Was competitive early, but, um, you know, uh, some turnovers, uh, some missed opportunities, uh, some a lot of uh, 15-yard personal foul penalties. Um, just uh, they, they take one step forward, two step back, too often on Friday night. Yeah, uh, that's the case, too. And uh, our high school teams, uh, some of them had big wins and others took a licking, too. So it was a combination of the two uh, over the weekend. Uh, I know the young man in Delcom's big 42-12 to 12 win over Lake Arthur. Uh, Jackson Wiggins had 317 yards on 19 carries. So uh, congratulations to that young man. I think he was one of four players at the uh, area uh, newspaper uh, in clippings. They showed the area stars, and he was one of them. 317 yards, Jeff. There are a lot of teams that don't have that <laughs> in total offense in a night. So uh, Jackson Wiggins, had a, hats off to him. 19 carries, 317 yards, and a couple long touchdown runs. So uh, uh, good luck to uh, the Delcom Panthers this weekend as they take on, uh, I'm trying to see here on our pocket guide here, uh, the Delcom uh, team. Westminster Christian yes. back at home. Yes. and uh, Again, for homecoming. Yeah, and uh, not a district game either. No. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our second break. We've got a lot more to talk about here this morning on Bayou Sports here, big Monday morning, September 26th. Uh, stay tuned to Bayou, uh, to Bayou Sports as we return with more information on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday night for Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar has more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 9 Tennies Main across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2 and $3 imports all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 
Hi, this is Boxcar Bagelow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Uh, welcome back to Bayou Sports here. Uh, Jeff, I saw this in just amazing. We hadn't talked uh, much, if any, at all about uh, marathons, but uh, Kipchoge, I guess. I, I don't think we've referenced a marathon <laughs> once. <laughs> well, Kipchoge uh, is a uh, highly... Uh, a uh, great marathon runner. Check this out. He uh, shattered his own world record by 30 seconds. He ran a marathon, the Berlin Marathon. You ready? Two hours, one minute, nine seconds. And that's uh, 26 miles, 385 yards, and just about two hours. That's pretty impressive. He's 37 years old. He's a Kenyan superstar who has won 15 of the 17 official marathons he's in it. His previous world record was also set in Berlin. And uh, when you think about it, over in, uh, I guess, the early 1900s, the world record for a marathon, that's 26 miles, 385 yards, Two hours and 55 minutes and 18 seconds, and a century later, it's uh, almost an hour better than that. So, uh, uh, man, what can you say? I mean, that's... Did, did he reference why he seems to do well in Berlin? Uh, yeah, well, you know, up in... The, a lot of people don't realize, everybody thinks uh, you just go due uh, east and you run into Europe. If you go due east, you're going to run into the Mediterranean and northern Africa from the United States. Europe is a little bit higher than uh, we are on the latitude so uh they um it's a, the weather's a little cooler so i'm sure in berlin uh, over the weekend uh the weather was uh, quite uh a little cooler i'd say i don't think they have the uh the heat that we're uh, going through here in the south uh, of course up up in northern part of the country in the continental united states uh, other than you know alaska hawaii uh, uh i'm sure the temperatures uh, probably in the in the maybe cooling 50s in the morning warms up maybe in the 70s during the day i don't know if you maybe see what uh, a temperature may be in berlin right now uh in that regard uh but elsewhere uh while well, uh looking that up um albert pujols didn't wait long to get, his, no, man. to get his 700 he comes up in uh the second inning and uh cranks one out uh, for 699 then his next time at bat he, the first pitch, he cranks it out again, and he hits his 700. And, I mean, uh, of course, most of the uh, uh, sportscasters are uh, talking about a Hollywood uh, couldn't have scripted any better for uh, Pujols as he hits his uh, two home runs to get to 700. Uh, Cardinals win Friday night uh, by score. I think it was 12 nothing. I think the worst loss the Dodgers have had all year. Of course, the Dodgers come back uh, Saturday and Sunday and take uh, the other two games, I think, 6-2 to two and 4-1. to one. So, uh, but Pujols' 389-foot blast was a defining moment of his resurgence. And uh, it's great to see the crowd in Los Angeles gave him a standing ovation. He came out of the dugout and uh, showed his uh, affection for the Dodger fans. Of course, he played his last uh, couple, a few weeks or a month, I'd say, with the Dodgers last year. And it said it uh, uh, ignited his feeling about baseball again, uh, playing with the Dodgers. So, uh, uh, Pujols then signed a one-year contract uh, with the Cardinals to play out his final year. And Jeff, since the All-Star break, I think he's hitting a good 330, 340 
uh, since the All-Star break. And uh, they mentioned that maybe the home run hitting contest uh, maybe fired him up in that regard. He did defeat his first-round opponent, Swarbo, I think it was, yeah. and uh, moved on to the second round and ended up getting beat. But uh, Pujols, uh, what can you say, H- having a, a – a big year and helping the Cardinals win some ball games too. His late home runs from him uh, have decided a few games for them. Yeah, the uh, thing that's gone viral about uh, that is that apparently back in April, MLB Network host Greg Amzinger uh, said that. Well, let's let's go yeah. ahead and hear. Yeah, this. I did see that. Albert's going to play so much more than people think. He is. He's a draw, and he's going to be productive. He will reach 700 career home runs. I do have bad news, Cardinal fans. I have bad news. He's going to hit his 700th career home run on the road. And only fitting it will be in Wrigley, right? No. Friday <laughs> night in Los Angeles in September. A Clayton Kershaw. Oh, oh, man, that's a okay, crazy so That's when it's going to happen against his former teammate. Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer. It'll be on the road. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Come I, on. and I saw that uh, either Saturday or uh, yesterday uh, in that regard with uh, he, he, he making this prediction about he's going to hit it on the road. It's going to be in Los Angeles. The only thing is he missed by a night with Kershaw. Yeah. Kershaw through Saturday evening, and uh, Pujols hit his 700th uh, Friday evening. So uh, not a bad prediction there. Notre Dame, I don't think he is, but uh, that's a pretty, pretty strong prediction there back in April. Uh, it's in September. Yep. But, uh, again, to pick uh, that series, obviously he saw the schedule and, and thought it would be about that time last at, at the time. Well, no, by that time the season schedule had been adjusted. But, again, to, to make that prediction pretty stout. Yeah, it was. So, uh, wow, Albert, of course, we're still waiting on 61, though. With uh, Aaron Judge, he, uh, he he had a couple good games hitting the ball. but uh, And I'm trying to remember, Jeff, is his batting average still leading the American League yes. right now at about well, 316, 317? It was there. going into Saturday's game. I can't speak of it since. Okay. All right. Uh, the AP poll is out here uh, as Georgia remains number one uh, with 55 first-place votes. Alabama second with four. Ohio State also with four. Michigan coming in fourth. Clemson, who had a scare against Wake Forest uh, uh, Saturday, their fifth. USC sixth. Kentucky seventh as they down the Gators and uh, Billy Napier's team over the weekend. Uh, uh, Tennessee, uh, te- uh, it's Tennessee that beat Napier and his crew. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, comes in ninth along with North Carolina State coming in at tenth. Penn State 11th. Uh, any other? Oklahoma dropped to uh uh, 18th after they get beat by Kansas State, the team the week before Tulane handled. BYU 19th, Arkansas, Minnesota, Wake Forest with their 3-1 and record losing to Clemson. Florida State comes in 4-0 and uh, along with Pitt at 3-1. and And Kansas State hits the uh, top 25 with their big upset over Oklahoma. Uh, they're 3-1. and So a uh, couple big wins here, of course, uh, locally, the Tigers – they uh, win their third game of the year as they take down New Mexico. The Lobos are by a score of 38 to nothing. Uh, UL journeys to Monroe and just just has a big hiccup there as uh, they jump out to an early lead. Uh, can't hold it. And uh, uh, UL Monroe comes back to down the Cajuns 21 to 17. And uh, just a tough game for Coach Decimo as uh, uh, the uh, – the Cajuns lose two in a row for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to go back a few years to see the Cajuns lose two in a row uh, in that regard. Uh, so uh, trying to right the ship 
as they uh, come back home, uh, they'll play South Alabama uh, next Saturday, this coming Saturday night over at Cajun Field. So hopefully uh, they can straighten things out. Of course, South Alabama has a pretty good year so far right now. Is They're playing pretty good football, so uh, we'll see how the Cajuns. Who did they upset the week before? I'm trying to recall, too. And they beat somebody pretty good, too, Jeff. Uh, uh, I'm just I'm trying to look up that real quick. May have been somebody out west. It might have been too. It might have been, but UCLA uh, maybe. Uh, no, they lost to UCLA. I think by point. Okay, maybe. Uh, I think by point they they lost to UCLA. Uh, uh, and uh, over the I know, weekend, I know there was a miserable crowd at the Rose Bowl for that. Yeah, game. Th- there was something like uh, like twelve thousand people. Yeah, just, the, it, it just in, a, in the Rose Bowl, it looked like four people. Yeah, you know, that's was, right. It holds a hundred thousand or ninety thousand people in that regard. South Alabama stomped uh, La Tech this weekend. 38 to 14. Uh, that's probably what you're thinking of. So uh, they uh, they down. <laughs> Let's see if I can go a little further out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. UCLA beat South Alabama 32 uh, 31 out in Los Angeles. So. I, I saw a tweet by uh, Troy Aikman, and he called them Southern Alabama. And I'm like, there's a Southern <laughs> Alabama? I, I know South Alabama, but. Anyway, we need to break uh, All right. Bob Rose. Yeah, that's right. We get Bob Rose on the air. So uh, you listen to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Bob Rose, and we'll talk about the Saints. The athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs good-paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday morning, September 26th. And uh, on the line with us is Saints beat writer for SI, uh, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob. And how, how's things going this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, 
not not bad personally, but always a rough Monday after a New Orleans Saints loss. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well, though. Oh, we're, we're, we're still above ground, Bob. So, uh, yeah, the Saints uh, just can't seem to find their offensive uh, uh, motion uh, and just uh, score 14 points in the fourth quarter. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, the defense is still playing well. Saints have a couple of wide receiver injuries. Going to see how that's going to work out this week as they head to London. And your thoughts about the game uh, yesterday? And uh, what do you think, uh, what's not jiving with the Saint offense? <laughs> a lot's not going uh, going right on the Saints uh, with their with their offense, uh, but I'll tell you what, Chris. Let's start with a positive. Chris Olave looked really, really good yesterday. Uh, you know, and uh, as I've been saying all week, he's more than just a deep threat, like we saw him used against Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, he proved that he could threaten the defense on all three levels. Spectacular run after the catch ability, uh, really precise route runner through the middle uh, of the field and along the sidelines. But I am concerned about those injuries at wide receiver. You're right. Uh, you know, anytime you have to press Traquan Smith into duty, you're in trouble. Uh, you know, so you know, we're going to monitor that position, obviously, as the week goes along and, you know, the, uh, and the Saints prepare for the Vikings in London uh, next Sunday. But outside of that, yeah, it, Jameis Winston, to me, looked like he was really bothered by his back injury. Uh, you know, his mechanics were just off. Uh, I admire the guy for, you know, for his toughness. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine the, the sort of pain that he's going through. But uh, it, if it continues along this course, I think Dennis Allen at least has to consider using, uh, using Andy Dalton uh, and maybe even just giving Jameis Winston a, a couple of weeks to hopefully heal. Uh, you know, the, the blocking up front, especially in the run game, pass protection was improved, I will say that. Uh, but, you know, blocking in the run game, you know, they're just not getting pushed at the point of attack. And, and, and guys, I'm going to be frank. Is it just me, or does Alvin Kamara look um, look almost disinterested as a uh, as a receiver out of the backfield? I know he's dealing with a rib injury, uh, you know, but this is not the first game that I sat there and I watched Kamara run pass patterns, and I thought to myself, this guy just uh, he almost doesn't look like he wants to be on the field. And it's unfortunate because that was one of his strengths, running out of the backfield. And mm-hmm. you're right, you know, there's obviously a lot on his mind, plus uh, the, the injury issue. But he needs to step up his game. Uh, the, the ball, he almost looked like he threw that fumble, not just, you know, was knocked out. It, to me, it, it didn't look as forced as what the commentators thought it was. But, yeah, yeah I've got a lot of concerns there. Okay, I, I you know what I'm really glad to hear that that I'm not yeah you know, that I'm not going crazy at least on that level uh, yeah but I felt that way about Camara and a lot of games last season too uh, you know, as a receiver and look yeah you know, far be it from me to question how much player pain a player is in uh, or you know what he's going through you know, mentally physically emotionally. Uh, you know, but you know, something just doesn't seem right with Alvin Kamara. And I, you know, again, I understand he's dealing with a rib injury, but the Saints need him to be at optimum level for this offense to have any kind of chance for success whatsoever. Uh, you know, and as a unit, they need to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, you know, penalties, just foolish mistakes. Uh, you know, all the way around. I mean, you know, no, no player is infallible, uh, and you know, th- this unit has to get things fixed really quick. 
And, you know, Bob, uh, Carolina had, uh, I think they broke a nine-game losing streak, so I'll tell you mm-hmm. how much trouble they've been in. And Mayfield didn't really look good throwing the football either, other than that one pass uh, to the young man that took it to the house from 67 yards out. Uh, uh, Carolina just, the Saints defense is still playing pretty well, considering all the boo-boos that uh, the offense is making right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I I like the way this defense is headed. They're definitely trending upward, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah, and, and the fact, and yeah, you're not playing the best quarterback in the world in Baker Mayfield, uh, but the Saints came out. They got three sacks, but several other pressures. Uh, you know, they, they really forced Mayfield uh, you know, out of his comfort level, and I thought Bradley Roby and Marshawn Lattimore had outstanding games. Combined, they held D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson, two very good receivers, to just two catches for 16 yards. Now, what does concern me? You mentioned Lavisca Chenault, the you know the, the short pass that he right. took the distance. Uh, you know, Chenault broke three tackles on the play, uh, you know, and just you know, putrid tackling. Uh, not only on that play, but I saw it in the secondary on a couple other uh, you know instances. Uh, you know, and you can see, you know, Chenault, Ian Thomas, Shy Smith got made a couple of big plays. Tommy Tremble, uh, you know, Ricci, their fullback. Those are the players that beat this New Orleans Saints defense, which just has you sitting there scratching your head. Uh, you know, the run defense, Christian McCaffrey got over 100 yards. The, the Panthers as a team got nearly 150. Uh, you know, I realize those were hard-earned yards, but still the Saints need to perform better against the run, uh, you know, to shut that, uh, you know, it, it, on paper. The New Orleans Saints has so much more talent than the Carolina Panthers, so you have to shut down the basics uh, and force force the seemingly inferior team out of their comfort zone, and that's one thing that I did not think the Saints did well yesterday. Yeah, the Saints have had three turnovers, uh, and it looked like turnovers have hurt them throughout the season so far and come at really ill time uh, times. And uh, right now, that's one thing, Dennis Allen, ball security is going to be very important. Uh, of course, there's a lot of football left to be played, so and Tampa Bay is not scoring a lot of points either. So, uh, And the Falcons uh, win yesterday, so uh, it's a, a scramble to see uh, who might uh, – Come in, and uh, the Saints, uh, that, like I mentioned, there's a lot of football left to be played. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there, yeah, because of that, there is absolutely no reason to panic. Uh, you know, it, it's concerning how the injuries are mounting. It's concerning about the type of mistakes that they're making, like you said. Uh, you know, but it, still no reason to wave, in, you know, wave the white flag on this season. Uh, but again, you know, with a big conference game against Minnesota coming up, uh, you know, long road trip to London. Uh, you know, the, the, the odds are starting to stack against this New Orleans team. Uh, you know, for, for as much as a week four game can be considered a must-win situation, this one is. There you go. What uh, do you know about the Saints itinerary this week? Uh, I am not real sure about that. I know our beat writer, John Hendricks, uh, you know, he, uh, he's the lucky one. He gets to go to London. He's actually taking his family, and he's leaving today. Uh, and I think the team's travel plans are very similar. Uh, you know, I, was, I don't know how true this is, but I was hearing uh, that they basically planned on leaving directly from Carolina uh, or at, at least within the day to spend as much time you know, getting acclimated to London as possible. Uh, you know, you want to get out there, avoid distractions. 
which makes sense. I mean, especially as many injuries as this team has, you need to get settled as quickly as possible so you can begin evaluating these players, whether they're going to have a chance to play on Sunday, uh, and if they are, you know, rehabbing. Uh, and like I said, you know, the, the sooner you get to, to your overseas location, in this case, uh, you know, the, the, the sooner you can implement your game plan uh, and just kind of get comfortable and acclimated with what you're going to be dealing with in London. No, no doubt. Uh, and again, the idea of traveling west and then traveling further east again uh, does make sense to leave straight from Carolina. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, and like I said, even if they and you know we were hearing that they that they were tentatively planning on leaving directly from Carolina, but even if they don't, I gotta believe that they're going to be flying out in the next twenty four hours. Yeah, I, I can't believe one that they had to play a road game before this trip. And two, that they don't have the week off afterward. You know, somewhere along the lines, the NFL schedule makers should make it a little easier on these teams going to London or Europe or wherever. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the, the league really dropped the ball on this one. And, uh, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do know this, that uh, I, we're talking about a 90% uh, percentile of teams that have played in London get a bye week the following week. So even though you wouldn't like the Saints to have a bye week this early in the season, uh, you know, like you said, and especially with so many injuries now, which are obviously uncontrollable, uh, yeah, it, to, to do this to a team, uh, yeah, to, to, send them, to send them so far, to send them overseas after a road game, no less, and not give them a bye week on their way back, that's just beyond ludicrous in my opinion. Yeah, and they they uh, take on Seattle, uh, the Super Seahawks over in the Su- uh, Superdome on the ninth of October. So uh, uh, just uh, one week later, they're they're back at it again too. I don't think the Saints have a uh, break until December. I think the third or second week in December and it's is the their bye week. Week fourteen, I think. Yeah, it's pretty yep. late. And technically, yeah. over the years, they had it like in the second week in October generally was their break too. So uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right, and you know, I, I I personally prefer to have the team get a bye week later on to you know, sort of heal up for the playoff run and everything like that. Uh, but if you're nailed with an overseas game, in my opinion, you absolutely have to have a bye week. Uh, and yeah, you're right. They face Seattle on the way back, but yeah, the league didn't even schedule that for a Monday night, so they don't even get that extra day of rest. Yeah, Bob. Again, appreciate you joining us. Um, we'll look forward to it. You, you got a guess on uh, the outcome of the game Friday? Or Sunday, uh, gentlemen. I'm starting to get superstitious about my uh, my game predictions. Uh, you know, given the state of the Saints' receiving core, uh, you know, I, I hesitate to. Uh, I'll throw out a tentative prediction. I actually like the way, if healthy, I like the way New Orleans matches up against the Minnesota defense. Minnesota is big and physical, uh, but they aren't real mobile in their front seven. Uh, so if Kamara is ever going to get right this season in the passing game, this will be the game to do it. Uh, you know, and I, I think that his skills could especially take the forefront uh, you know, if that receiving core is banged up. Uh, you know, we, one thing we do know, Vikings versus Saints are always unpredictable. Uh, but I, I expect the Saints to come out of this one. I, I, I think, I hope. Uh, that they're finally going to be ready to play from the opening whistle. Uh, and and, and forgive me since it's Monday, but I'm going to say that the Saints pulled this one out 27-20. to 20. All right, we'll see if that holds, but we won't hold you to it next Monday morning. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't 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 be betting the kids' college funds on uh, in, in Vegas on my predictions. Understood, Bob. Again, remind us how we can read and hear your work. Uh, guys, thank you again so much for having me on. I love Mondays with you, uh, folks. You can follow me on Facebook, Bob Rose, over on Twitter at Bobby R twenty six thirteen. All of my articles are through the Saints News Network, which is available on Facebook uh, and also at Saints News on YouTube or uh, excuse me on Twitter. Uh, and please check out uh, Brendan Boylan and my weekly podcast, Wednesday night, the Bayou Blitz, uh, which is available on YouTube or through the Saints News Network. We go Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Real good. Bob, again, thanks, and we'll check in next Monday. Sounds great, guys. Have a great week. You, you too, too, Bob. Thank you for uh, your call. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, today in sports history, September the 26th, in 1908, Ed Rohlbach becomes the first person to pitch a doubleheader shutout in Major League Baseball through both nine-inning games. You'll never see that happen again. That might be a record, too, if he's the only one ever to do it. In 1921, Babe Ruth hits his 57th and 58th home run to beat the Indians 8-7. Uh, to seven. Number 58 was served up by our local hero, Terry Fox, gave up his 58th home run in 19, uh, uh, excuse me, he gave up Roger Maris' 58th home run in 1961. Elsewhere, in 1926, the shortest doubleheader ever played in baseball. The Yankees lose the first game in 72 minutes. Can you imagine that? They must have been swinging. What year? uh, 1926. It must have been swinging at the first pitch. Anyway, and lose the next one, 6-2, uh, to two, in 55 minutes. So they played basically two games in an hour and seven, uh, in, uh, in two hours and seven minutes. The Yanks already clinched the pennant, too. So uh, anyway, 1947, Happy Chandler, who was the commissioner of baseball, announces at Ford and Gillette to sponsor the World Series. In 1950, uh, the Phils pitcher, Jim Constante, makes his record 71st appearance of the year. Uh, of course, that was uh, with the Wiz kids of the Phillies who uh, won the pennant and got beat by the Yankees. Uh, 71 appearances. I think the record's held by Mike Marshall, who pitched with the Dodgers back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had 104 or 107 appearances that year. Can't remember the exact year. In 1954, the uh, A's defeat the Yanks 8-6 to in the last game played uh, in Philly by the A's. Uh, of course, they moved to Kansas City and then from Kansas City on to Oakland. Uh, elsewhere in 1954, Yogi Berra plays his only game at third base, and Mickey Mantle plays shortstop in 1954. <laughs> anyway, elsewhere in 1959, the Milwaukee Braves are hurled. Warren Spahn becomes the winningest lefty in the National League uh, that year, but he went on to win 363 games in Major League Baseball. In 1960, on this date, Roger Maris hit his 60th off of Jack Fisher, tying Babe Ruth's record. 1962, legendary uh, Dodger shortstop Maury Wills becomes the first player in Major League Baseball history to steal 100 bases on his way to 104 that year. Of course, Maury Wills uh, passed away last week, uh, just a great Dodger. And uh, oh. 1971, Jim Palmer is the fourth Oriole pitcher to win at least 20 games that year. The others, Dave McAnally, Pat Dobson, and Mike Cuellar, all had 20 wins. In 1978, uh, New York District Court Judge uh, Constance Baker Motley rules that women sports writers 
cannot be banned from the locker rooms. And boy, Jeff, that set a whole new precedent in, in back then in baseball. Elsewhere, uh, 1993 in the Ryder Cup golf, the Belfry, U.S. beats Europe 15-13. to Davis Love, uh, the third, secures the victory uh, for the U.S. by beating Constant Roca uh, on the 18th with one up. Elsewhere in 93, the Indians win their last game at Cleveland's Municipal Stadium, beating the Brewers 6-4. to Birthdays today, born in 1925 on this day. Bobby Shantz, probably one of the smaller players ever in baseball. Of course, he was the AL MVP in 52, born in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Elsewhere in 1966, born on this date, Ironhead, Haywood, Craig Haywood, the NFL football with the Pro Bowler with the Saints, born in Passac, uh, New Jersey. Uh, also born on this day in 1981, tennis great Serena Williams, who might have played her last match recently, owner of 23 Glam Slams, born in Saginaw, Michigan. And I mentioned this, a couple deaths on this date. The Byron Nelson died on this date uh, in 2006. Of course, he was winner of five major titles, a record 19 tournaments. I think he won at one time 12 or 13 matches in a row. Uh, dies of a blood disorder at 94. Also dying on this date in 2008, uh, remember him for a long time, was got into auto racing and all, filmed a couple movies here. Uh, Paul Newman, uh, HUD, hombre, hustler, auto racer, team owner of Newman's uh, Haas Racing, uh, founder of Newman's Own. He died of lung cancer on this date in 2008 at 83 years young. And the uh, quote of the day, I'm going to use Paul Newman. I, uh, one of my favorite movies was Cool Hand Luke and yeah, well, sometimes nothing can be real cool than a cool hand. And that was uh, Paul Newman. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, that's it today in sports history. Uh, now back to you. All right. Uh, one uh, headline I just saw, the uh, NFL has parted ways with the Pro Bowl game as we knew it. Uh, they're going to go with a week of fun fest, fan fest activities uh, wherever they play the game and then have like a flag football game, which is basically what uh, it had been uh, in previous years. So anyway, we'll maybe have details on that tomorrow. In the meantime, I want to thank our guests today. A moment ago, Bob Rose from SI.com and Westgate head coach Ryan Antoine. Appreciate their uh, coming on the show tomorrow. Terry Martin joins us tomorrow uh, from Lauraville at about 8 o'clock. And our coverage brought to you in part by the Hedekin Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Canero Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for State Rep District Number 49 next fall. Not this fall, but next fall. We'll take a break for news uh, brought to us by David Funeral Homes and then Lee Kay and the Breakfast Club here at Kane 1075. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo.